Well, hello and welcome to Audionautic Deep Space Network, episode 46. This is our weekly music production, technology, and marketing podcast. Today we're talking Oxcord and uh, some exciting news for Curtis. He's very excited about this. Some interesting news from Akai. My name is Sun Warper, and with me today is Ian Lake. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Are you good, self? How are you? I'm all right. It's been a crazy morning, but uh, we're here. It's a lot of fun, so I'm ready to go. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I haven't accidentally bought um, a Night Sky reverb pedal. The Discord would seem to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw video or picture proof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm blaming it on the live setup, but the fair... <laughs> The, the, the truth of the matter is the live setup seems to be becoming more and more minimal as as I think about it. And I think it's just going to be laptop and an SP404 and, and leave it at that and use the SP404 as a sound card. Yeah, you're going to use it as the interface with the USB <laughs> 3 connection? Yeah. Out of that. I mean, as, as I'm getting as minimal as I can, but at the same time, a kind of a doorless messing around play table seems to be developing as well, which is where that sort of fits in. Having some sort of decent hardware reverb that I don't have to sort of run it through mixers and into my computer for. Yeah. So, yeah. And also, I anticipate doing a fair bit of ambient stuff in the near future. Ooh, really? So, I've got to finish that off. I've got two done. I'm just doing a third one now. But there you go. Some other stuff as well, I think. Cool. All right. A lot of ideas bouncing around at the moment. It's because I'm not. I haven't got a, a deadline for anything. That's when I get my ideas start to come. Yeah. So well, yeah. there you go. That's that's when the blossoms of the creativity. That's when yeah. you get everything down. And whatever it's going to have reverb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it has double it. reverb, nice sky and big sky. Just make it the like universe sky or something. I think it's I mean, that was always a fair bet anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm excited for that. Let us know how it goes. Also with us today is my Audionautic co pilot, Curtis. What's going on? Hot. All right, yeah, it's uh, my feet have not touched the ground uh, since last week. It's almost like my blinked, and then all of a sudden it's Wednesday again. I'm oh, like, I know. Yeah. I was gonna say you feel more certain of yourself today. You didn't go, "That's me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've had I have had many an existential crisis in the last couple of weeks. And I was gonna say, maybe you've while. been so busy you can't you can't go outside of yourself. You're just stuck. Yeah. Just can't. Just, that's me, rather than that's me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or maybe I'm just learning. Who knows? Maybe yeah. as we just we continue down towards uh, getting into a year of doing ADSN, maybe I just know where yeah. things are. You know? Or maybe I'm just you know to respond to your name. <laughs> that's a that's an important feature yeah. of the ADSN. Average <laughs> dog learns that a lot quicker. You do know that with just a packet of biscuits. <laughs> to be fair, if you guys had a packet of biscuits for me each week, maybe I'd be a little bit more on the ball. We'll have that's to see. True. Well, yeah. I, I'm a little. A little far away from you. Eon likes a little closer, but uh, it's, it's a bit hard. You know, maybe I, I, I think you said you don't even have Amazon, so I can't just be like, hey, send this to Curtis. You could make them like little NFTs, and then I'll just like. How would you eat it? It's non fungible. So, what have you been up to, Curtis? Yeah. Um, I'm continuing with January. That's been my thing over the past mm. couple of weeks, and that's still going strong. I've uh, been playing around with stuff, and that's good fun. Um, and getting ready. I've been playing with 
more of the launch control and now nice. the live set templates slowly coming together like building things and i'm troubleshooting with things like latency and sound and oh, yeah. mixes and stuff and yeah. i'm running a lot of private live streams on my youtube to see what's working and what's not um it's good um if you were curious anyone hello in the chat everybody um if you were curious i did put a little sneaky peek in i think it was the patron channel it might have been the patron channel for on our discord so yeah go have a look if you're interested at all it's a little bit rough but things are blossoming so it's good fun um nice. but yeah hello to everyone in the chat it's lovely to see yeah. everyone sitting and chatting um some more for what you've been up to well since you brought up the chat yeah. chat i should say um welcome and let us know what you guys have been up to this week uh what music what production stuff has anybody got new gear besides eon lake maybe you'll make eon lake feel a little better you know because he, he swore off this year that he, he wasn't gonna buy anything but here we go it's already yeah. started only a few days into january <laughs> <laughs> so way to go um uh, David in the chat said that he's having existential battles with mutable beads, plates, and marbles. And I mean, wow. I, I always say, what's life without a little existential dread? That's, you know, you got to have just, yeah. a, just a bit to know that, that you're yeah. in life. But uh, I'd be good besides the existential dread. I, uh, I brought out the pocket operator again because yeah. we were talking about those lo-fi sample rates, low-bit sample mm. rates and stuff. And I was like, you know, the pocket operator is like 8-bit and that liven was 12 so let's see what this sounds like and i had a lot of fun i put my phone directly into it and sampled sounds from GarageBand and made this really cool little like idm thing it's up on my youtube shorts is that the one with the ocean sort of top down images no that was that was this really cool app from um an independent creator named they're they're called we name you apps like weirdly named music apps it's a sine wave plugin but he also sent me um right. Uh, a, a grain sampler so i'm going to be looking into that for the next adsn that sounded really good yeah the sine waves are awesome and there's a ring modulator for every note you can do some crazy stuff with it i would highly recommend checking out uh it's on my channel i have a video on it but um it's really cool but yeah the pocket operator that lo-fi bit rate sounds real nice i i was like i don't know what Ian lake's talking about it sounds nice and crispy and i even put it into the sp and use the lo-fi yeah. setting to make uh, it extra crispy. I did like it. Yeah, I did like it. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I've been up to. Um, what's yeah, going on in the news? You shrunk it as your destiny. Yeah, just a lot of headroom today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stand today. I, uh, I Every time I stand, my back's been hurting. So I was like, I feel like an old man today. I'm going to sit. Oh. So I'm sitting. Yeah, but yeah. I forgot. That did mention my desk is completely redone. I've yeah. got the Erebus back up. I've got the speakers on a stand thanks to Eon Lake's recommendation. So I have way more space. So I think I can even squeeze the circuit on here again. There's a profit there, isn't there? Yes, there is a profit. Since I'm sitting, you can see it. I've been playing it. Yeah. And uh, I got to tell you, having MIDI both in and out is awesome because yeah. i've been playing parts on the profit and then if i don't like a thing i could just tweak it in the midi and just send it right back through hey yeah. there you go there you go um it's all coming up some more yeah you. midi uh, mountain apart will from, be apart here. from the desk which is down today yeah, that's uh, true but yeah. midi mountain <laughs> will be here next week don't you worry okay. i'll have that okay. synth stand it's built it's in the garage and it's coming i was gonna say yeah mm. we, we do a video on that aren't we yeah, yeah it's it's coming now, people in the chat, pay heed. Uh, we all need to keep uh, some more accountable to this. He's been saying this for a while now. <laughs> if so, it's not there it's... next week, uh, I don't know. You can, you can yell at me or something. A famous synth stand. 
But yes, everyone in the chat, thank you very much for joining us. We love it when you guys turn up. It's nice to hear what everyone's up to. Please let us know what you're up to and what you've been up to. We love it because um, we want to know. Um, and yeah, um, this show is brought to us by our patrons. So people in the chat, a lot of you guys, your patrons. So thank you, people watching back. If you like what we do, consider becoming a patron. It starts at $2 is a pledge. And that uh, gets you access to early access to all our stuff, a special Patreon channel, and uh, a Twitter chat where we kind of share things, what's going on in our life, and tips and tricks, etc. Yeah, and monthly hangout sessions. The and, Starstream mm -hmm. hangout sessions we do, it's basically like a free-for-all podcast, but we don't record it or anything. Just all the patrons that can make it, we hang out and we talk about whatever and anything, you know, anything. Mostly it's gear and synth nerdiness it's nice yeah. to have a little community where we can talk about these things because you know you mentioned it to someone outside and they're like what yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like yeah uh, i put this really crazy lfo on an oscillator they're like you lost me at l yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um it's, it's a really nice nerd out uh, the next one is on february the 5th um by the way just for anyone uh keeping a mental note of the calendar which i have in front of me here um so yeah um It'd be, it's always good fun. I love nerding. Well, you can live the dream and tell me to shut up. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> you are the wisest. Always wanted of men. to do that. Why would we tell the wisest <laughs> of men to shut up? Um, but anyway, um, okay, we got a lot to get through, and we are cutting it short a bit today. We are going at the top of the hour. We're only here for sixty minutes today, so we'll move through. We've got a public service announcement, some news, and then a light slate. What, what are we calling it, Sam Walker? Oh, just a bit of a uh, correction. A slight correction. Okay, yeah. we'll go with that. Oh, um, slight. That's even better. <laughs> a slight correction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll start with a public service announcement, um, which I dug up from Instagram, of all places. Um, this is I don't think it's a new thing, but it's something I've just stumbled across, and people might find it interesting. Um, I don't know if anyone's heard of this before. This is Auxcord, um, which is an awesome awesome little idea awesome little thing um it acts as a standalone piece of software and as a vst and you connect it on your phone and you connect it on your computer and you can directly stream sound from your phone into your daw with no cording no wiring no routing no wow. nothing how's the latency um, I was thinking. <laughs> I imagine there's quite a bit of latency, but I feel like this is more for yeah. printing as opposed to like live oh, okay. connections. So, like, if you've got it and correct it, couldn't you? Yeah. So, like, if you like, for example, I use a lot of voice samples, which I usually take from places, like we all do. And you know, instead of me downloading the MP3 and doing all that, you can just take it from there, for example. Or if you've got a sound recorder, a field recording on your phone, mm -hmm. uh, I know Dupes does a lot of that, for example um this would be a great way to do that i suppose yeah. but I, I have to test it out it's a small amount i think it's like five bucks or something um but the yeah five uh, okay so 500 check crowns so more like uh, more like 20 bucks sorry i got, got okay. that bit wrong um so it's 20 bucks i have to test it out um but it seems to be like a really good way for printing it yeah comes. i mean it seems like if you do a lot of even sampling from digital means or record audio you know dialogue things like that it would make sense that it would be a very quick way to just get it to where you need it to be rather than like you know saving it onto your iCloud or something like that and all that yeah mm. just like be right there mm. but I would so, really like to know the latency 
What do you think, Yanni? It's all about workflow. If you get these things done quickly and easily, I mean, who needs to be spending time on getting something off here onto there? If you can make these things easy, it's a win for me. Mm -hmm. I've seen, in the past, I've seen things like this that do whatever over wireless or Bluetooth or whatever, where you have a, a server part of an application and a client on your phone or whatever device you're using and had mixed results. So I think it's all about how well it will actually perform. That's a way to go. Like I say, from what I've seen from the adverts and from mainly from people on Instagram, um, it's it's for printing as opposed to doing anything sort of like sampling live or anything right. like that. Yeah. Um, I think that's what it'd be for. Like if you're, uh, you know, what's it, what they called uh, free to use sounds, you know, the guy mm -hmm. who's going all around the world making uh, field recordings of stuff, that would be kind of where it'd be useful for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's always a good chat. Yeah, I'd be curious yeah. to hear if anybody in the chat sees a use for it for their own workflow. So Very let us know. Those of us similar tool that works well. Yeah. Yeah. If there's something that's cheaper or anything else, let us know. Um, yeah, or if you, you know, have a current workflow that you really like, even despite having a couple like steps to it. <laughs> Completely and utterly. Um, okay, any more on that? Or should we move across? To I think that's it. Okay, so uh, the main thing from Akai, this is really interesting, seeing as I jumped on this purely because I uh, bought the new launch control at the beginning of the year, um, specifically asking some of our patrons, is there any alternative, which is okay. And Hydrofighter came out with um, his Akai, um, which is a little bit more. But now they've brought out a collection of the APC Mini Mark II and the APK Key 25 two midi controllers i can't show two things at once but i will share this for this i will you share do this one than the other it's okay i'll do one than the other that's what I'm sequentially yeah. is quite all right <laughs> i can't deal with two things at once i can't do, uh, I, I struggle with one thing so that's fair enough yeah um so yeah so this is uh, the akai professional apc mini which came out at the end of december but they started their marketing campaign uh a couple of days ago um so yeah so just for reference 2390 crowns is about 99 euro which is about 99 100 dollars basically yeah. um and this mm -hmm. is so for a hundred dollars it's basically what looks to be like a form a form as you're a frankenstein a, a smashing together of the novation launch pad and the launch control together you've got trigger pads as you can see there which are fully rgb and you've got faders so you can which uh, plug and play into Ableton and you can instantly just be controlling uh, it's eight tracks and then there's a ninth for a master fader which is quite a nice little touch mm. on that regard. There is uh, the 25 key which I'll bring up as well on this one here like I say so they're, they're being built together they're being built together and like I say mm. you buy them as a pair so bring this one up as well Again, another 99 euro um, or so. You've got a nice little touchpad on that as well, plus the keys and eight knobs for uh, manipulating the VSTs within Ableton itself. Um, it is designed for Ableton, very much so. Um, so if you're using anything else, God forbid, probably not the... <laughs> if you're a uh... heathen like me, I suppose, <laughs> and like to be a nonconformist. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, if you want to be anything like that, it is it is built for that kind of thing. You don't have to use it. It's it's kind of it is kind of like done for that. But I mean, all these things can be strong armed if you want to. But well, Logic it, does have a clip launcher. I've never used yeah. it, but it does have one. And I'd be curious if this does work in that way. Um, in the chat, survey channels there. What's going on, Matt? He says, "Of course they announced this now. Did you get something um, instead of it, or is it just?" You don't need it now, but you did it a time before. <laughs> well, I, I immediately I got I gave sent this to you last night. My yeah. time. I know you were quite before. excited about it. I was it. quite excited about it, <laughs> and I I am happy that I'm. I really like the launch control that I've got. I'm really happy with it. And but when I saw this, a little bit of me was like, ah, have I just have I jumped the gun? Have I bought it too quick? But there are some drawbacks. Now, granted, the launch control is 150 euro and the this was an extra 50 bucks um and i've got the launchpad pro which was a lot more which was closer to i think it was closer to 200 euro something mm. like that so i've so i've got like a slightly more upgraded set the the apc mini and the apk 25 it looks that they're, they're, they're very good for scratching so like you guys go out into the big wide world you're always about getting out of the studio and you're with your daughter's jams and stuff this is how you would do it with your laptop if you're in a cafe or in a park or something it looks great for scratches you can launch keys and you can make things happen you can slightly tweak things and gain stage and stuff like that and it's nice but they don't have velocity sensitive pads which is what a big deal the keyboard is velocity sensitive though right the keyboard is velocity yeah. sensitive okay. yeah but if you're if you're think like one of the big things about these pads is for finger drumming for mm. example which you need you really should have velocity sensitivity, which you mm. can have with a plug-in with Ableton. That's fine. But, I mean, how natural do you want to get that kind of thing? So it's more um, – it is more geared towards, like, making a scratch on the fly as opposed to, like, live production and live creation, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, I mean, I but... don't know if, if velocity-sensitive pads are that important to me. I mean, on the SP, I always have fixed velocity and just okay. alter it in the – like post if I need to. I mean, when I'm in a DAW, I do tons of velocity changes with hi-hats and things like that, but it's all in post because I don't necessarily want the kick to be multiple velocities when I'm hitting it, but of course my uh -huh. fingers are going to. So for finger drumming, for me personally, chat, let us know if you feel differently. I, that's not a make it or break it. And in the chat, uh, Survey Channel says he got the Launch Control XL for live stuff, and he said it integrated nice into his set via Reaper, but I could definitely use some more buttons. We always could. And then Shady, yeah. actually, I'm sorry. Hydro Fighter says both Shady and he have one of the APC minis. Very portable. Would like some knobs though. And Shady says he loves the APC mini. Yeah. Well, they, okay. That's, I think that's kind of a, an idea. Like, again, with the launch control, you've got knobs on that. And that really works quite nicely. This, uh, this doesn't, it has it on the, on the keys. It doesn't have it on the mini itself, which, yeah. If you need that kind of thing, then yeah, you're going to need that kind of thing. Um, what is quite interesting, though, I did find was the um, the keys, the pads themselves, seem to be more geared up for using the squares and using the grid as kind of like a synth, like a lead line, for example. It's more intrinsic, which again you can get with something like the launch pad. And it, it it tells you kind of really well what chords are, what chords you're using, what scale you're in, and what key you're in. But it's very kind of adaptive to that kind of thing, which could be quite nice if you're not so fussed about using traditional keys. 
So I don't know if that that might be up some people's alley as well. Again, making yeah. things uh, not kind of strategic to keyboard, that kind of thing. Yeah, Bedu says he has an old APC-40. There's a couple dots after that. Is that you don't enjoy it or you do love it? <laughs> Let us know. But Ian, like, what's your take on all of it? I was I was looking at the um, APC Mini actually for playing live, just oh. clip launching and and mixing basic yeah. mix because I'm thinking at absolute bare minimum. I do have the launch control, and that is probably more likely going to get used. Um, I've obviously got I've got a pair of pushes as well. I've got the old one and the two, so I was going to use one of those for live, one of them for studio. So I'm really trying to think. You can actually do it all on the push, and, the, and then it is velocity sensitive. Like you, Sun Warper, I don't use. I put it on fixed velocity on the SP most of the time, for the same reasons. But yeah. on push, I do actually make use of velocity sensitivity, recording things, and so on. Especially because well, you can play keys on that too, right? Yeah, I mean that's exactly. like yeah, yeah your, your main. But for samples and that, otherwise you end up with wonky samples and certain beats stick out unintentionally and so on so yeah i'm definitely interested in the mini i mean it's it's a lot of control and a really small surface area and yeah mm. that's what i'm all about at the moment i do not want to be carting a lot of stuff around playing live really so bring yeah. bring, bring the gig to you bro bring the, bring the gig <laughs> what to is you? that too i mean you know, why pick and choose do both you know yeah. real world yeah. stream from home you know maybe you do need to do everything i mean that's that's our remit these days, isn't it? You got to do everything. Mm. Yeah, it's a very, it's a yeah. Thing. But I, I, I just back to that, the velocity sensitive issue. I mean, the one nice thing is with that one, you have the keyboard. So if you needed to play drums with velocity sensitive or sensitivity, you could just play it on the keyboard. Mm. You know, so there is that. I've also been. In- Looking at using these as well. I was, I was looking at those. I've wanted to do that. Uh, ben Burns. Yeah. Burn. yeah. He has yeah. like three of them, right? Yeah. yeah. He's got three daisy chains. So he's got a 12, basically a 12 track mixer. I, cool. Yeah. I used to do 20 channels on this, as you can see, because if wow. you switch between the three colors, then you can get the next set of channels. So I had two of them. Well, there you go. Um, that, who makes that one? What's that called? It's Alan and Heath. Alan uh, Heath. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it, that is the dream. A daisy chaining a couple of those together and having a full kind of like adaptive. What's VST the cost for one of those? The one is $300, I think. Well, that's not that bad. Well, I think it? I got them cheaper than that, but it was a couple of years probably ago. Probably get them used uh, too. Hmm. Yeah, Bendu says, probably. I kind of envy the RGB colors as I tend to use color consistently to organize, but I like all the knobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, not, more knobs is always a good thing. Yeah. I mean, if there's any any feedback for any manufacturer of any form, it, other, it, yeah. more knobs. Swiss, more knobs, more, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Um, so, yeah, very much. Any more on that? I, I was excited by this. Like I say, it's just more, I'm really, there's all that kind of like in the DAW kind of live mixing, live kind of thing. That really struck me. That struck me very much. I really like the idea of really small form factor things with a lot of control. It's all there. It's taking up subtle space. Mm. You can get on and do it. You've got the control you need to actually do something performative yeah, rather yeah. than just, you know, hit and play or whatever. Well, let me ask you, Curtis, have you considered swapping the one you have now for one of those? No, and I'll tell you why. Because Velocity of sensitive? No, no, the nubs, on the, the actual nubs. Like with my launch control, I can control 
uh, sends and returns to or the various channels, but also I can control the the, all the knobs. So this is this is great. This is a wonderful description of all the knobs. I love the knobs. <laughs> Give me more knobs, please. Um, if the I can also control things like filters, and I can control turning on delays mm. and stuff in the effects chain, which you can't do with the APC. Which you yeah. so again, that's why again, so it's less of a live instrument. This yeah. is this is for me is a live mixer, so I can mix on the fly and I do see. live streaming. Yeah, that's for scratching, and I, that's where I think the difference is on that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think that would be powerful, just like you said, with a laptop out like at a cafe or something, you could do everything on just that one tiny little thing. It doesn't take up much real estate, or if you have not a lot of space, like on your desk, like me, that would be awesome to just control everything from one tiny little MIDI keyboard. In the chat, Hydrofighter says that he seconds what Bendu said about all the knobs and the colors he said. I love how the push uses the colors, but I like the faders on the MPC, APC40. Mm. That's fair. Um, the APC40 is a lovely piece of kit as well. Um, there's another way to go if you want to go for the big kahunas, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, the stuff coming out of Akai. And only for $200, if you're a new producer and you're in your bedroom, can't really much be here and if you're using ableton as well um as you should be um it's <laughs> the way forward but yes any more on that or should we switch to the slight correction i Onwards. think we're good just uh chat would anyone is anyone considering getting one of those uh akai's let us know and if so why what what would you be replacing or supplementing with it or what else works maybe you've been using fader fox or something yeah. like that or the apc40 <laughs> <laughs> is it the fader? Is that a fader? Is that thing you sent me over Christmas? Like that box? Oh, like that thing's zero. awesome! They got loads of little controllers, various MIDI yeah. controllers. I know. Types. There's They're a really one small. YouTuber that uses it with the 404, and he can control. He like MIDI synced or CC'd all the effects, so he can just use that to change all the effects. You don't have to like ooh. switch. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like the idea of that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, ooh, that's a really cool idea. I'll find uh, the YouTuber. I'm just blanking on the name and post it in the Discord after yeah. the chat. So if anybody wants to follow up, if you're watching posts either on Spotify or iTunes or anything like that, well, first leave a rating. It helps a ton. But then check the Discord. The link is both in the YouTube description and all of the podcast sites. Very much so. Um, yeah. Um so yes, okay. So that is uh, that is a Kai. Uh, in some will you like to introduce our last little bit before we move to the marketing of Robin Robin? Um, sure. Yeah, a slight correction, or since we always go with spacey piloting things, a course correction. Let's say. Maybe. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. But uh, I was noticing when I was watching back the when I was making the edit for our clip about the latch, the sequencer for iOS. Uh, the video that we showed that was on, I think it was Syntopia or something like that, was actually for a different, the same company, but a different app. Uh, I think it was Temp or something. So I just wanted to, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't correct it and cover it. So I wanted to share that video of the actual latch and have a quick discussion about it. I mean, it's pretty yep. much what we talked about was still the latch and all the descriptions were still the latch, but the video was not so. Uh, Curtis, if you don't mind sharing that, and then we'll just have a quick talk about it. Here we go. Um, so yeah, I'll go straight into a sound demo. So they're jamming with the NI Hypher as well as, as the latch itself.
to uh, for those uh who need a refresher on what a latch is or if this is your first time coming to it uh it's described as a conceptual midi controller and sequencer designed for working with drone textural or soundscape synthesizer patches so it's all about midi notes pitch bend and cc values there's no it doesn't make any sounds itself it's a sequencer it can do really cool like generative ambient type sounds as you heard with that um so yeah i just wanted to correct that mistake and show what it actually was and uh, over in the chat really quick hydro fighter says that the apc mini actually allows you to control parameters like the knobs using the faders it's not that great for bouncing between effects parameters and volume oh, okay well there you go um that's an interesting one um yeah so uh... hearing the latch properly any uh new opinions on it or anything like that yeah, yeah like anything I'm trying to think how it how it differs, what it gives you that's different. And I'm wondering how customizable the descriptions on the pads are and things like that as well. It's definitely piqued my curiosity. I really like the idea of using iPads as controllers, especially where um, you've got a lot of different sounds. I mean, obviously, what the, the SP404's got a 16 grid, isn't it? 4x4? Four four. Yeah, 16. You've got something significantly bigger like that. It's just a bit more convenient if you're using sounds, sound clips and samples a lot like mm -hmm. that. Could be more useful. But, yeah, I wonder how customizable it is to be able to... Because I think there's one thing when you're just jamming, right? And another, if you're performing, you want to be really damn sure where everything is, you know? You want to make it quite easy if you're going to be performing live with it. So, yeah. I would, I'd be interested to look a little bit more, though, and I probably will. Yeah. Well, if you fair. get it, let us know. As I anticipate, <laughs> he'll, you probably he'll will. Get it. <laughs> so I should I should just say when you get it, let us know, and maybe you can give us a little video demo. Well, you know, it's going to offer me something though that I don't already have. You know. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think one thing that I think it does, just from reading about it, um, it says every group. So it says there are sixteen groups split into two banks. A, B, C, and so on. Each group has an assignable MIDI channel, color, and eight continuous controllers. Every group also has a looper that records note state changes. Order and velocity of recorded notes is automatically shuffled after loop restarts to create variety. So it sounds like you can do some pretty cool like per step changes and things like yeah. that. So um, from a sequencing point of view, it, it, it is a bit different. And uh, Survey Channel says, is there a special cable for that bad boy? I'll have to dig out my older iPad or something. Are you talking for the latch? I, I think it's just connected uh, probably USB-C or Lightning with, and then one of those dongles that goes to USB or something like that. It doesn't say anything about a special cable, so I think it just connects. It just says it's, it's for full-size iPads and not recommended for iPad minis, so... Yeah, so, I mean that. So that would be lightning cable, wouldn't it? Well, I, mean, I think from... new iPads have C because people keep mentioning on my really? YouTube videos with the iPad. They're like, "Oh, why don't you sync it to your SP with the USB C?" I'm like, "I have lightning, and I'd have to get that dongle. Oh. I intend to." Oh, okay. iPad into a PC. I think you can just connect it via USB. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, uh, that's what a survey channel asked. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it looks quite nice. It looks like, again, despite, I mean, having a look at this interface now, it looks like it, so a lot of it can be transferred across from what we said last week. It's, again, it's another, it's a portable way of making something a little bit different, a different yeah. workflow. And for me, at least, the idea of just kind of sitting down with something that's completely alien, completely foreign, tapping a few things and seeing what happens. You know, you never know what you can then use the AUX cord app for and then put it straight into Well, DW you would have to connect. So that latch doesn't make noise. It's only yeah, so MIDI. Really yeah, so you'd have to connect like your Nova uh, or, yeah, like a Ableton or something like that. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, but again, it's it's... It's evolution is putting every single tool that you can get in your fingertips. It used to be a time when you'd have to go to modular stuff to do sort of generative self-modulating things like that with um, certain percentages of randomness and whatnot. Now it's built into doors themselves with, with you know, um, probability for certain notes and all the rest of it, follow actions in Ableton for clips. And now you're getting, you know, MIDI apps that do a similar thing that allow that sort of randomization. It's just, it's good to have all these tools in different ways of accomplishing similar things because, I don't know, people think differently and work differently, don't they? And you might find a way in that works much better for you than one of the other ones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, any any way to kind of, like you say, more and more ways, but the more ways in which you can be creative, the more you're going to just be allowed to express yourself in the way that you fit see fit and there's never anything wrong with that and it's all fun that's what matters when making music so we're short on time should we move over yeah i just wanted to say just in the last couple of minutes while eon lake was talking we do have a new subscriber sliss beats i don't know if you're watching but welcome to the family if you are it's it's lovely to have you here yeah Yeah, Uh, thanks for a sub yeah it's very much appreciated yeah um but yes uh We'll move across now to the marketing and the round robin. Um, I don't see any links in the docket this week, Sam Walker. So I'm assuming this there is all on no YouTube. Links. It's off yeah. the top of the brain. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, really quick though, David in the chat says randomization is a great creative tool for sure. Drum brute impact is brilliant for that. Yeah, mm. I use the um, the circuit tracks. You can randomize every step, and I make like generative music from that with probabilities and things like that. And thanks to the MIDI outs, which basically would be like what the latch would be you could do that with the circuit track. So it's, it's a really cool way to just make some new sounds or just get lost in sound design for a while with these ever-changing sounds. But yeah, so for the marketing minute, I just wanted to talk quickly about um, playing to the strengths of each platform if you care about that kind of thing and you're trying to get either exposure or just you know new eyes on you. Maybe if you've got a release coming out, it's good to know if you're using a platform, like what the platform is really focused on and what it pushes so like instagram a large percentage of reels are viewed silently so you want to have a lot of text maybe at the start have like the like the purpose of the video like if i'm making a beat i'll say like making a beat from a piano note or a single piano note or something like that and then with if you use tiktok i know it's kind of a vomit inducing word sometimes but uh if you use tiktok it's very audio based. So they have text to speech you can use right at the start. So if you were doing text on Instagram, you could do text to speech on TikTok. So it would say making a beat from a single piano note. And I bring this up because I tested this out using Instagram and TikTok doing those and it worked far better on TikTok, but Instagram having the text, 
you get people reading and things like that. So just an interesting little um, note I wanted to add. Like if you're trying to grow or get exposure on these, know what the platform is built around. Yeah. Or if you don't like these platforms and want to make the time that you spend on them actually work for you. Exactly. Rather than just not liking them passively and wasting your time on them. Because if you don't like them, then, you know, learn how they work and uh, minimize the amount of effort you have to put into it. Yeah, that's my goal for 2023 is use these as a tool. Mm. You know, so it's that's why I wanted to talk about it. I'm like trying to figure out the ways to utilize them in the best means possible with the least amount of time on them. So, yeah. Curtis, what do you think? You've been doing a reel a day, so I'd be curious to hear your take. I've been doing a reel a day, yeah. I think the... Um, I mean, we've we've gone through before uh, a couple of times last year about what kind of makes a reel pop. And it, it seems to still be running the same way uh, as what we were saying before. Um, and... But I, I I echo what you're saying in terms of make what know what know what it is. Like I know what an Instagram reel will do. I don't always do it, but I know which ones work. And the and it works when it works. And it, it means that I can log on once a day, make a post, and then five minutes later I turn it off. I don't have to look at it again until 24 hours later. It's lovely. Um, it's a much healthier way of doing things. Um, the I, I I still haven't. I don't plan to either go across the TikTok or anything like that. I'm okay with. Instagram for now. I'll do a bit of Twitter, do a bit of Discord. We are doing more shorts. We are going to be running a few tests as an Audionautic Collective next month on shorts. And we're going to be doing a few. Hassan Wolfer had a whole monologue about it. Well, I like I, shorts compared to Reels or mm. TikTok. If, I, I mean, yeah. there's not really any difference. I just, I prefer YouTube compared to that. It's the second biggest search engine. So. Oh yeah, it's totally. Good to get yeah. out there. So yeah, we're gonna try something next month with that. I have yeah. some interesting news uh, that just popped up about since. Does anybody want to hear it? Yeah, it has on. to do with Arturia. Okay. Mm. So uh, the Mini Freak Five, which is the VST, is apparently available now for anyone as a standalone plugin. Ninety nine bucks for an intro through February fourth, and then one ninety nine after that. Ooh, half price mini freak sounds good yeah yeah uh i'm gonna try and well i'm gonna try and find a link for that oh here i'll, I'll send it. it to you hold on uh, i'll try and put it in the chat it's anything like the micro and, and people have been saying it is in this respect it's got a real range certainly the sound demos well, and it's polyphonic yeah uh, okay, okay, did okay, you get okay, the link just... It's a Facebook link, and I don't have Facebook here. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> Again, talking about social media, I've just, I've just taken no longer, and I am I on uh, Facebook yeah. at all. But uh, yeah, we can, we can put it in after. We got to move. We only got eight minutes left before we got to go, right. so we'll hop into just, the round robin. But we'll put the link in the comments after if anybody wants to check I'm, it out. Does anybody just, have a mini freak in the chat? Let us know how you like it and uh, if the plugin would intrigue you. Or, or if you find the plugin would be worth it for someone who wants that, but not at the price of what is it, five hundred or six hundred bucks for the hardware? Yeah, yeah, uh, something like that. So I mean, it's pretty reasonable though. Considering yeah, it's but... what it does. Yeah, but ninety nine bucks is even yeah. more reasonable. I mean, it's my mum's birthday on the fourth of February. Maybe I could say, "Hey, mum, happy birthday!" <laughs> my happiness bought... is your gift. <laughs> <laughs> 
here's the new Mini Freak 5, uh, BSC version. I wrote you a song on the Mini yeah. Freak 5. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. But yeah, okay, so we've got seven minutes left, because like I said, we are, well, like we keep saying, we are stopping a little bit early uh, for the real world stuff. So just a really quick round, Robin, um, for those interested. We've been uh, discussing the idea of commissioned work recently. Sunwolf has got an ongoing project done, and uh, many of us have had a f uh, have done and made a living off commissions in the meantime. And it is a good way as an independent artist to make some money, generate some money, being creative, not necessarily doing your own project or Monaco, whatever you want to call it, but you can still be creative in its own right. So just a few little ideas of how to get commission work now we're in 2023 and i'm going to put some up on the spot because he is the man currently well you're the one that wrote it all out so you could start and i'll, <laughs> right I'll carry it <laughs> okay um so in my experience and what i utilize quite a lot it's quite nicely is the idea of starting small it's a slow burning thing it's not something that you're going to be making a load of money on overnight and there's going to be a, a lot. It's going to be a slog of doing a lot of work for very little money, especially in the world of things like Upwork and Fiverr, where you've got to prove how good you are. And you've got to prove that you've done jobs and that people will pay you. Until you get to a level of that, you're going to be working for absolutely nothing. So I think patience is really key. Obviously, don't sell yourself short, but you do a good job. You go above and beyond the call of duty. You build a reputation as someone who can be trusted, and then after you've built up a client base of people who keep coming back to you, then you can start to deal with them on an independent basis, not on Fiverr, not on Upwork. It's cheaper for them. And it's also better for you because you can actually charge more money because they don't take cuts. So a good place to start is places like Upwork and Fiverr and then patience. That's my thing. That's my thing. Yeah, I've, I've had no luck with Upworks, haven't tried Fiverr, and I, I really don't like the idea of how it works and things like that, just like you were saying, like the, the, it's that weird catch-22 of like you have to have a proven track record, but you can't get a track record without a proven track, it's just uh -huh. like, it's just weird, and then, yeah, so what I found works best uh, for me so far is just presence, like, uh, not presence, but presence, with a CE, uh, I, I got a lot of my commission work through my YouTube account and uh, just posting things on Reddit, responding to people, Reddit, Facebook groups, there's like composer groups and film groups and things like that. Um, yeah, I, that, that's been my best way of doing it. Uh, just like direct connections and contacts. And um, you could even, if you find a group that you really enjoy or something hit them up directly and be like are you looking for any music you know here's what i do um yeah that's my method because yeah i'm not a fan of the whole upwork it has, it has we've had very, two very different experiences on uh, upwork haven't yeah we? i also just like having that direct contact instead of mm -hmm. going through some third part that's my biggest thing is going through this third party thing it gets kind of convoluted but on the other hand you do get it seems from what upwork says like some sort of like payment protection i think Mm -hmm. I think yeah. you could probably tell me better, but the, it claims that like it holds it in escrow and, the, and all this stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, it depends how you want to go and what works for you. Like it just hasn't really worked for me. So I have a bit of a jaded viewpoint of it. Uh, but what has worked is just contacting people directly. And yeah. I think it's a way, I mean, that links into what we're saying about the marketing as well, just having a presence in different places, efficiency. I think mm -hmm. once you establish that, 
presence on the social media it doesn't really go away you keep topping it up and it just keeps it's just another beast that follows so you can use it to grow your moniker and grow your project but also like you say you get hit up by people and say hey can you do this commission for me so it works it works yeah i think the key thing if you do it that way is having a wide range of sounds and things like that Mm -hmm. you know not just pigeonholing your genre into one thing like having Mm -hmm let's say neoclassical or ambient and beat stuff and string section things, orchestral stuff, you know, things like that, like showing that portfolio, so to speak. That's an interesting way of putting it. I, the, on my website, you've got what I do through Curtis and then you've got my commission stuff as two separate entities. Mm-hmm. So you can see the stuff that I do, like Ebbs, Flows and Solos, etc. But then you've got the stuff I've made, the soundtracks I've made, which are on another way. So separating yourself from that idea it's not it's it's not a bad idea in that regard as well no yeah i mean i don't i like to keep everything under the one banner and try to release everything under sun warper i say try because i i I don't know how far i can stretch it with some of the stuff i'm working on right now so (laughs) i have to figure that one out but uh but we'll see of course you could always release it much later or something you know but uh yeah i get that uh eon lake have you got any ideas I was just thinking that, I mean, it's not something that I've done, but I imagine that when you start doing it, you're going to have to look at time and motion a little bit and um, constructive use of time. Um, It would be very easy to look at it from your own point of view and, you know, get pulled into bad habits and so on. You've got to remember you're working for someone else and it's about someone else's aesthetic, someone else's what they need, their vision, which, um, you know, is, is I imagine a slight, it requires a slight shift of position like you say you need to have some some creative a large range of sound you might get work initially just because of what you do as you but sooner or later if you if you want to make anything out of it you're going to have to stretch yourself a fair bit which would probably be a good thing about it but yeah going to be challenging but you need to make sure i guess i I see it as a real time suck especially initially when you're not getting paid much so you need to make sure that the time that you spend you gotta budget your time but that's a whole other conversation but yeah budgeting your time and doing stuff like that is huge over in the chat we've got a lot of conversation about the v collection because i was asking if it's worth it and uh, it's some varying viewpoints but mostly yes and pretty much everybody's saying yes but it depends like if it's what you're going to use and things like that. We'll cover um, that mini freak next week because I think that's huge. I think they were mentioning if you're a V-Suite customer already, you get even more off the... Yeah, you get 50 yeah 50. They, they did. Yeah. I Thank you, Ian. Like, they did say if you already have the V-Collection or that suite, <laughs> then it's 50 bucks instead of 100 for that entry level. I don't know about after the entry level if it stays 50. Mm. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we've got to call it right about now but um everybody in the chat thanks so much for joining us if you want to continue the talk head over to our discord if you're not there yet the link is in the description and of course we will be back next week same time 11 a.m pacific and i'm totally blanking on the other times curtis can fix that for me 7 p.m utc 8 p.m cet there we go yeah and if you want to check out some awesome new electronic independent electronic music you can head to our Audionautic radio playlist. The link is in the description. Uh, with that, any final words, gentlemen? Thanks to everyone in the chat. Yeah, it's lush. It's lovely. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, it's been a great episode. Sorry we're cutting a bit short, but we'll be back next week. So, yeah, until then, take it easy. See you later.
Thanks for watching.